0: Join Brett Weekly as he interviews your favorite celebrities from film, oh, television, I'm back in business, baby. comedy, and much more. Inconceivable! Plus, you never know who will stop by. Dude, we are so going to party. Now, here is your
1: host, Brett Allen. Rebecca, welcome into the podcast. It's good to have you here today.
0: Thank you so much. I'm happy to be here.
1: Well, I'm excited to talk to Rebecca. We've been working on this for a while. Rebecca Metz, you probably have seen her. She's been on so many different shows, had several large guest starring roles, featured role story arcs, and we're going to talk about all of that. But I guess the big question is, how are you doing? What, what's been going on with you recently, keeping you busy as we're kind of, I guess we're pretty much kind of making our way out of lockdown. You seem to have gone back to work, right?
0: Well intermittently in fits and starts. I did a couple episodes of mom on CBS in the fall, like right when things started to come back and then, um, it's been quiet. I've done some voiceover stuff and some, you know, stuff at home here and there, but as far as for now, anyway, the next big thing coming up for me is, is shooting season five of better things, which will be a little later in the summer and, um, and maybe some stuff before between now and then. We shall see. It does feel like, you know, personally, it feels like we're starting to emerge. It seems like the industry is like rolling towards being back in full swing. So obviously, I am very much looking forward to that.
1: Yes. Well, let's talk about Better Things, which is a fun show. You play Tressa on there and you just mentioned you're getting ready to start filming again. So let's talk about the show for people who aren't familiar and who haven't seen it. It's got a pretty phenomenal cast. And uh, I mean, let's see, Pamela Adlin, Mickey Madison, Hannah Allgood, just everybody who's been a part of so many different things. Let's talk about, again, your role and sort of what the show is about for our listeners who have, unfortunately, I would say, have not had the opportunity uh, to enjoy it.
0: I mean, if you haven't, get on it because it is, it is, uh, I don't know if I want to call it a feel-good show because that makes it sound kind of adorable and it's not adorable. So it is, Better Things is is a semi-autobiographical show by and about Pamela Adlon, who is the star, she directs every episode, she's the head writer, she's the executive producer, she's the showrunner, like, she's kind of a one-man band, one-woman band, I shouldn't say one-man band, on the show, and people would recognize her from California Cation. she was the voice of Bobby on King of the Hill, like, she's been around for a bajillion years. So even if people don't know her name, they will know her face. Um, and so it's a story of a woman, the character's name is Sam Fox, who is the single mother of three teenage daughters or three young daughters. And her mom lives next door and she's a working actor in L.A., all of which is true of Pam. So uh, I play Tressa. I'm her manager, her acting manager and kind of in her friend circle. So there's a bunch of us who um, I think as anyone who grew up with a single parent knows you end up getting a sort of big extended family of choice and so a lot of us um fall into that category alicia reiner from orange is the new black is on it Diedrich bader from office space and american housewife and a million things kevin pollack um there's Cree summer judy reyes like there's the cast is amazing we have so 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 much fun um And it's, what I love about it, which is also something that we were talking about Shameless before, something I love about Shameless, is it's not purely a comedy, it's not purely a drama. It falls somewhere in the middle. Some episodes have you sobbing, some episodes have you howling, um, and it's just, it's a really beautiful, one-of-a-kind show. It's an easy binge, and it's all on Hulu, so anybody who hasn't seen it, um, go see it.
1: Yeah, it is one of those shows that kind of keeps you guessing, I think, as far as like what's going to happen and that sort of thing. But it really is a good show and it is very bingeable. I found myself just several episodes into this and not realizing how far along <laughs> I was. Yeah. In the show. Right. I mean, I'm sure you experienced that just yourself. I'm I'm assuming you consume content outside of work, right?
0: <laughs> I certainly do a lot. A lot of content I consume outside of work. And I justify how much television I watch by like, it's my job. I'm doing research. I have to.
1: Yeah, that's a fair assumption, I would say. Thank I mean, you, you. want I to watch so. well, you know, it's kind of like a 50-50 watch for a lot of actors who like enjoy watching television or other things. They say it's kind of like, well, if I'm performing surgery for 12 hours a day. Why would I want to come home and perform yeah. surgery? But I guess if you kind of want to get an idea of what's out there and dare mm-hmm. I say competition, maybe on what you think might be a good fit for you and other actresses or actors are doing. So it's it's good to know what's going on around you, right? You want to be self-aware of, of uh, how the yeah. business is going. Do you have favorite cool. shows that you like to watch or do you just watch everything just to consume it?
0: Oh, no. I mean, I absolutely have favorite shows. It's tough because my husband is a writer. He's not a, an entertainment writer, but he is a writer. and He studied playwriting. So between the two of us, like, I'm really picky about acting and he's really picky about writing. So um, nice. we're picky about our television. I'm rewatching Succession right now for probably the third time because it's just, oh, it's just so Such good. good Such Yeah, I'm constantly rewatching The West Wing. Um, I think... During the pandemic, I've been rewatching things because it's comforting. Like I don't—it was hard for me to get into new shows. We um, we're always watching Parks and Rec. Like we'll always stop and watch Parks and Rec if it's on. I watched Wandavision. um, Also, right now because the Muppet Show—I grew up on the Muppets. Like that's my—I always talk about that being sort of the reason that I'm an actor. So, and the Muppet Show, the original for the first time is all on Disney Plus. So we have been making our way through the original Muppet show, which is just like joy. Yeah. The best thing I want to watch before I go to bed. That's usually what we do.
1: Yeah. I've introduced my six-year-old to some of those original episodes and he, he loves them. You know, it's a lot of fun for him to watch, but interestingly enough, you know, before we started rolling tape for our listeners, we were talking about actors and rites of passages, so to speak, or badges of honor uh, for actors to get on shows. And we talked about Shameless being one, which we'll talk about that here in a bit. But I think even thinking back to The Muppet Show, that was where a lot of people made personal appearances for the first time. Like, I mean, there's the Mark Camels and the Zsa, Zsa and all of that. But I'm thinking, <laughs> like, even people more currently that kind of just showed up on there randomly, right?
0: Absolutely. I mean, I... I always sort of grew up thinking like, if if you made it in The Muppet Show, you were famous. That's how you knew that you were really famous. And we've been saying how many, how much music we probably heard for the first time on The Muppet Show, Bowie and the Bee Gees and like the Beatles. I mean, I knew the Beatles because of my parents, but a lot of popular pop culture music and, and jokes and references we got probably first as kids on The Muppet Show without even realizing that you know, that we were learning what that stuff was. So yes, major rite of passage.
1: Yes. So let's talk about that. You said, mentioned that the Muppet show was really kind of one of the things that you attribute to want to go into acting. What, what about that show sparked that something inside of you to say, this is something that I want to do professionally.
0: I mean, it was, it was the backstage stuff. It was all the chaos backstage running around, you know, to get the act on stage and Kermit freaking out, you know, you know, chickens not being able to find the next number (laughs) and are the chickens and all this. It looked like so much fun to me. And my parents, um, are both singers, classical singers who did concerts and and worked with local choruses. And so I would go with them when they had performances and hang out kind of in the back of the theater backstage and kind of be a kid wandering around old theater spaces by myself while my parents were rehearsing or performing. And so I think I had already a love of those spaces and and the kind of magic that happens in spaces like that. And The Muppet Show just kind of solidified it. And I was like, yeah, that's where I want to hang out.
1: Yeah, I could see that being, I guess, inspiring to some people who go, you know, there's just all the magic that goes on behind the scenes. And I will say that that show or just the industry in general is such a different and unique space than what most people would Mm -hmm. be used to. Like, it's just a totally different world. You know, I did some background work on some shows years ago when I lived in New Mexico. So I kind of have an idea of how it works and it's very organic and it, it, like to shoot one or two scenes could take like 15 or 16 hours. Like mm-hmm. it's a very long day and it's like a lot of hurry up and wait, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, framing, and I also think people lighting.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like people might be, you know, I think people have an idea about about hollywood or working in television and film being very glamorous and if you come to a set it's a construction zone you know the, the the set the part where they point the cameras has to look tidy during the time that we're filming but the rest of it is like you know it's mostly carpenters and electricians and and hauling camera cables and it is it is it looks more like a construction site than like anything glamorous which i think most people probably wouldn't understand and I find that super exciting I just find I think in the way that some people get really energized by hospitals or schools you know there are spaces where things happen that some people just find really exciting I feel that way about theaters and sound stages
1: yeah it is very interesting like you might walk into a set that you are familiar with like on television which looks super cool and then you show up and you're like almost disappointed on some (laughs) level yeah You know, like I got to see a taping of Two and a Half Men right after, just right before Charlie Sheen left the show. And it was one of the most interesting experiences of my life because you think and you go, how can they get all of this as a Mm multi-camera or single camera sitcom? But it's all a lot smaller and more condensed than you might think when you're looking at things and how quickly they can move things along and get through an actual episode. I think it was like a four hour day five hours. They moved quite quickly, but I love it. And, and just going through your biography of work, I mean, you've been a part of some pretty major shows in your career as far as a working actor, like my goodness from Bones to Shameless Grey's Anatomy. I mean, good Lord, you've just done a lot. <laughs> Are there any of those that stand out to you in your repertoire that you go, man, I'm so thankful for these experiences and that have shaped you uh, as you continue on in your career as an actor?
0: I mean, really, everyone. You might hear my cat screaming in the background. Sorry about that. That's okay. Um, <laughs> really, everyone in its own way. You know, every every show is kind of its own beast, its own entity. They all feel different. And when you're guesting like that, you're ju- it's like you're sort of jumping onto a moving train. And you have to just kind of learn how that show works really fast. I'm trying to think, like, I was thrilled to be on Grey's Anatomy as my first sort of Shondaland foray and that you know that felt like she she's so amazing and so prolific that that was something I was really excited to be a part of um shameless shameless obviously will always hold a special place in my heart that was a, I was there for three seasons I got to do you know 14 something like 14 episodes and so that one got to feel I started to feel like I belonged there and it stopped feeling like so much a moving train that I just needed to like stay out of the way and you know not screw it up and I started to be able to get comfortable and know people and have them know me. And, and so that's that's always special when you get to stick around long enough to, to get your feet under you and, and really start to explore a character. Um, Nip Tuck was another one that was a huge, huge step forward for me professionally and just a, a wonderful experience that I think gave me a lot more confidence. Um, it's It's, I mean, it's funny when, I think when you're a guest actor, when I was doing all those things, what it felt to me, like, when am I going to land someplace where I get to stick around for a while? And in hindsight, it's like, oh my God, you've been on so many incredible shows and I have, and it's amazing. And also at the time it made me feel a little aimless. You know what I mean? It was like, when, when will I find a place where I get to stay for a while?
1: Well, here you are. I mean, you've done it really, you know, yeah. which makes it work well so i want to dive into this a little bit further we mentioned guest acting and and sort of having a reoccurring arc let's talk about shameless because we talked about this earlier i've had several actors on who have had big arcs on that show from one place or another Mm -hmm. and it's a show that's been on for 11 seasons which is one episode left and it's ending which is so sad wow and we have so many questions but how was it like for you? So you got the role. You obviously had to audition. You're playing opposite of mega stars Emmy Rossum, and just that whole mm-hmm. Patsy's situation. <laughs> like how your character was wild, by the way, I have to say. <laughs> I love uh, her. I yeah, love she her. was the best. But let's talk about just more of the perspective of as an actor coming into an ensemble cast who's been together, obviously for several seasons so far your new kid on the block, you're coming in, you're yeah. going to have a pretty markable role. Like, what was it like for you to just kind of come in there and just go, okay, as you said, I don't want to mess this up. I want to make, you know, John Wells happy, everybody happy. Mm-hmm. How, how was that whole experience for you, uh, Rebecca, coming into that world of um, shameless?
0: I mean, the the background of it is that I had been auditioning for Shameless. So I showed up in season five. I had been auditioning for Shameless since the beginning. I probably went in and auditioned for a dozen roles on Shameless. Sure. It happens a seasons. lot.
1: I've heard that story a hundred times.
0: Yeah. And that's a, a casting office that's brought me in for many shows, ER, Southland, you know, I've worked, I've worked with them a lot. So it's an office that I know um, and they know me. And so I went in for a lot of roles on that show and uh, I had I went in for one the previous the previous season that that was a big role that got I had a chemistry read with William H Macy which was amazing and then it, it went to the other actor it was down to me and one other person and it went to the other person and my agent. Called and said you know they they said They love you they're going to find you something which As an actor you're like mm-hmm, okay, you okay know, They always sir. say that
1: <laughs> We <laughs> you, love you that's why we keep asking You to come back in Rebecca
0: It's, it's true and it's nice to hear I don't Mean to poo poo it but you also it, it, You know
1: after like 10 or 12 Times you're just like
0: Yeah what it, the heck it's like it. It's just something you hear and go okay well That's nice moving on to whatever the next thing is And then um the next season I got I got called in for Melinda and it really, they saw other people. It felt like they really did find something for me. It felt like they knew that that character was going to be me. And um, so that was a great feeling. And I, so it, it felt like I already had their confidence. You know, they wanted me there. Um, I do remember the first day Emmy sort of saying to me, like, you'll have to excuse me. This is just, it's a brand new cast. Everything is new here. Like we were coming from her being in prison. And coming into Patsy's and so it was like a whole new storyline for her and set of characters and um so it was a lot for everyone for the crew for everybody who's there all the time it was a lot for them to get used to and um it took a couple of episodes i think for emmy to sort of be like oh you know what you're doing and i was like yeah yeah i do <laughs> and um and and then we became friends and of course the the more episodes you get to come back and do um, the more comfortable you get, the more comfortable the, the crew gets with you. Shameless is a show that works very quickly. It works at a very high level of efficiency and people sometimes struggle to keep up. So I think um, once it was clear that I could keep up and that, you know, they didn't have to worry about me, it just got to be fun and we could play. And and um, it's like you said, the, the, the people work not, I got to be Emmy Rossum directed an episode I worked on. Bill Macy directed an episode I worked on. You know, I got to act with him a little bit. Um, It's a John Wells show. Our directors, just everyone there is at the absolute top of their game. So so that's just a pleasure. And once you can kind of settle in and just enjoy yourself, like it does not, it just doesn't really get better than that.
1: Yeah, and I can imagine also, oftentimes the characters have to do or participate in very outrageous things, say outrageous Mm -hmm. things, you know? And so I guess that's probably another part too, as they bring you into a show like that, is like, Mm -hmm. what's your pitch level? Like, what are you willing to do or not willing to do as an actor? Which could be a
0: lot on that show, right? I mean, you know, (laughs) they never asked. And I, when when I was done there, I remember it was after the episode where it's um, Fiona's bachelorette party. Yeah. <laughs> um when all the boys from the bar stripped and I was like, "Okay, I'm officially the only recurring character who has not had to get naked on this show." And I, every time I got a script, I was like, "Oh god, here we go." And the, the <laughs> most the most I had to do was wear the short shorts when she changed the Yeah, the Hooters they, type outfits. Yeah. yeah. And your character um, hated
1: it by the way, which I thought was <laughs> just funny. Mhm.
0: Yeah. It's it's also great fun to play a character who's just in a bad mood all the time like it's just you know she was she was cursing at everyone and rude gestures at everyone that's just a that's a fun day at the office so (laughs) that's funny that
1: you said that like yeah i mean there's been a few i mean i was thinking talking back to sarah colonna who played the restaurant manager of that fish Mm -hmm. place working with you know ethan and all of that and she had to do some outrageous things and she was like apologizing in advance and he's like I've been on this show since I was like seven so there's (laughs) nothing that you could say or do or show me that I haven't already seen so just go with it and have fun and I think that's, that's one of those shows you know that you were talking about ER or Cheers or one of these shows that every actor wanted to be a part of because it really is just like a badge of honor to be on those shows. But I mean, again, just going through everything, you know, you've had other characters on every show. I mean, goodness, I'm just looking now so many different things. And uh, you have finally landed uh, on something spectacular, better things, which I feel, again, people need to watch this show because it's it's a good show. It's interesting. It keeps people on their toes, and and you along with the rest of the cast are just absolutely phenomenal, like the best.
0: Thanks. It's um that one similarly is just a total joy. There are often um, moments where you know the camera crew has to remind us that we are supposed to be saying our lines and working because we're just enjoying hanging out with each other, and you know, like there's a we have a lot of big group scenes and party scenes, and um they just turn into parties and, you know, we'll have to be like, okay, remember we're making a television show here. (laughs) Come on people lock it up where you're supposed to be. Yeah.
1: (laughs) I absolutely love it. Love it. Well, you are the best. As we wrap up here, just want to throw out some fun questions that I like to ask all the actors that come on sort of lighthearted as we shift gears here and wrap up the conversation. You've had a lot of jobs. You've been on so many shows. When you started out, did you have a job that you did like a regular eight to five job that you liked to do that you felt like you were good at? And if you ever had to go back to it, you could.
0: I never want to go back to it. But for a while, I worked I worked office jobs at, in Disney online games for 11 years. Really? That's different. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Tell me more about that.
0: I was an executive assistant and then I moved into customer service and player support. And then I became the community manager for a game called Toontown, okay. which was like the first massively multiplayer online game for kids. I still remember the spiel. Um, and I loved that job. I really did. It was creative. You know, It people were happy that I was an actor and had kind of a, more of a creative personality, than maybe was relevant when I was an executive assistant. Um We had a great team. I really loved that job. I couldn't go back to it because it doesn't exist anymore. But, um, that was the most fun I had in a day job for sure.
1: Yeah. I always like to hear those stories of like, and, and hopefully, yeah, you would never have to go back to it, but (laughs) something that you felt like you were good at, which is fun. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. I didn't even know that job existed. That's, that's pretty wild. Um, Well, again, it's just been a pleasure chatting with you and everybody needs to check out the show. We'll put links to it in our show notes. It's on Hulu. It's easy to stream. And uh, as we continue to move out of this pandemic and people Mm kind of get things together, yes, we (laughs) can slowly continue to get the industry back up and running and continue to film. And yeah, I think it's going to be great. I'm excited to see Uh, what the future holds. I'm glad we were able to uh, get this done. Uh, Thanks, Rebecca, for joining us today. I appreciate it.
0: I'm glad, too. Thank you so much. It was really nice talking with you. That brings today's show to a close. Goodly do. Thanks for stopping by. If you enjoyed the episode, feel free to share it with a friend and subscribe. It's absolutely free. The views and opinions of the guests do not necessarily reflect those of the host.
1: Autobots, roll out. Go home.